This is the Pat O'Keefe Show. Rangers currently are the best team in the NHL. A huge win for the Knicks last night. We'll talk about that later on. Right now we're we're deep into the Jets conversation as we should be on this Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, this is this is the second year in a row this team has fallen apart late in the season. They were seven and four last year. They were four and three this season. And they didn't learn the lessons this year from last year. And I don't know if this is going to be the case, but generally in sports, someone has to pay for malpractice, which essentially this has been now for two years. Someone has to play, pay for these poor decisions because this Jets team should have been in the playoffs last year, and this Jets team should have been in the playoffs this year with the defense that they have, with the special teams that they have, with the wide receiver that they have, and with the running back that they have. This team had enough pieces in place that it should have been in the playoffs last year, and it should be on its way to the playoffs this season. And, all right, you want to say last year they were caught off guard and they didn't really know at the beginning of the year how bad Zach Wilson was because it was only his second season and he got injured in the preseason and missed the first three games. All right, but you knew what he was this year. And you knew that you had a 39-year-old that was the center of everything that you were doing in this franchise that was one hit away from Zach Wilson once again being the guy who had to lead you to the playoffs. And the fact that you thought that could work. This isn't a 26-year-old quarterback in Aaron Rodgers in the prime of his career with absolutely no injury history. The fact that they put so many eggs in the basket of Aaron Rodgers, as they should have, he is an all-time great, and show after show after show, hosted by me and pretty much everyone else on this station in the summer months leading up to the start of the season, said the same exact thing. This is the greatest thing ever, that this guy is the starting quarterback of the Jets. But considering how much importance he held for the success of this team this year, to not have a better backup plan is negligence. And... You had, and I said this last week, you had a couple of cracks at this. You could have shored up the backup quarterback position in the offseason. You didn't. You went into it with Zach Wilson. You could have immediately gone to the phones after the week one game against Buffalo once you realized he was gone for the season. And you could have brought somebody in then, and you didn't. And then you could have also made the move before the trade deadline on Halloween. The problem with that is you were 500 leading into that week. uh, Above 500 after you had beaten the Giants leading into that week on Halloween. So you actually allowed Zach Wilson, and more specifically, you allowed the Jets' superior defensive play fool you into thinking that you were better off than you were. And then you missed the opportunity. The trade deadline passed. You haven't won a game since. You haven't won a game since. When a guy like Joshua Dobbs, who was there for the taking... He was there for a sixth-round pick. He has gone and turned around the fortunes of an entire franchise in three weeks. Even last week when they lost, he almost pulled out the win against the Denver Broncos. This team should be headed to the playoffs at least this year because they had learned from their mistakes of last year, and they did not. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Josh in New Jersey. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Hey, Pat, how are you? I'm good, thanks. What's going on? So this is on Joe Douglas, uh, besides just not having a, a backup plan with a veteran quarterback. 
I want my GM, or I know rather my GM is going to hit in round one. And outside of the black mark that is Zach Wilson, Joe Douglas has done a pretty good job in round one. But teams are built in rounds two through seven. And if I look at what Joe Douglas has done, Brees Hall is a nice player. I'd like to see more, but that's not his fault. He's been injured in this year. The offensive line is what it is. But outside of Eccles and Ashton Davis, who are nice rotational pieces, this guy has whiffed on pick after pick after pick in those rounds where you actually build the foundation of your team. So if someone is going to have to pay for this, it should be Joe Douglas. Take Zach Wilson out of it. He should still have to pay. Add to Zach Wilson and not having a a real backup quarterback this year with Aaron Rodgers, he should really have to pay. Josh, I couldn't agree more. Thanks for the call. But you can't take Zach Wilson out of it because, look, Zach Wilson, we've already written him off as a colossal bust. But when you're evaluating Joe Douglas's time as general manager of this team, you have to recognize the fact that Zach Wilson, the pick of Zach Wilson at number two in the draft, when you had a quarterback on a rookie contract and you traded him away so you could restart the clock with a new quarterback, pick number two in the draft, and he is going to go down as one of the biggest busts in the history of the NFL draft. Period. So you have to factor that in to Joe Douglas's resume. Here's what Joe Douglas has done. And I was one of the people who always gave the caveat that the last caller Josh gave of, yeah, he's done well other than Zach Wilson. Well, that's uh, that's an okay thing to say if you get to the playoffs. You know, that was an okay thing to say last year at 7-4. and four. That was an okay thing to say this year at 4-3. and three. But here we are. This is his fifth season. His first season, he inherits Adam Gase as the head coach, or Gase brought him in, helped bring him in and get McCagnin out. And that team goes 7-9. and nine. He got the job late. He got the job in the summer. So you don't want to give him full credit for that. Actually, he probably wants full credit for the 7-9 and nine season because record-wise, that's the best season the Jets have had since Joe Douglas has taken over as general manager. Because the next year they go 2-14. and 14. Gase is out. Sal is in. Zach Wilson is in. They go 4-13, and 13, Wilson's rookie year. They go 7-10 and 10 last year, and they're 4-7 and seven this year. That is 24 wins and 53 losses. They lose more than two out of every three games they play. This is his fifth year as general manager. This is a league where coaches and general managers sometimes get two years. This is his fifth year. The Zach Wilson pick was... Such a colossal whiff that that alone should get you fired. It really should. But then it's compounded by the fact that, okay, you. let's be honest. You got lucky with Aaron Rodgers. You did. You got lucky. Now, part of the luck was by your own performance, okay? So let's give a little bit of credit here to Joe Douglas for putting together a defense that was solid enough to make the Jets attractive to Aaron Rodgers, okay? He does deserve credit for that. Um, Robert Sala deserves a lot of credit for that. Robert Sala, as a defensive coach, you won't hear me say a lot of bad things about him in that regard. In fact, he's probably going to be a very good defensive coordinator somewhere else next year, unless Aaron Rodgers has something to say about it and wants him to stick around. It's basically Robert Sala's only chance of keeping his job this season. But Joe Douglas 
did help put together a defense that made this franchise attractive for Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers did not have a lot of options around the NFL. How many teams, as you looked around, had a good defense, had a top-notch young wide receiver, a top-notch young running back, all the things that a guy like Aaron Rodgers would want to come into and did not have a quarterback. The Jets were on a very, very short list of teams that were an option for Aaron Rodgers, but they got him. Okay, so you get Aaron Rodgers. What are you going to do with that good fortune that one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time has chosen to come to your team? Did you build up a sturdy offensive line in front of him? No. Okay, well, clearly you must have a backup plan in case Aaron Rodgers gets injured and you need another quarterback to hold down the fort for a couple of weeks. No, you didn't do either of those things. So that, plus the Zach Wilson pick, plus the record of 24-53, and 53, how many more chances do you get in the NFL? That's half a decade in which your franchise has lost more than two out of every three games. You know, McCagnan couldn't get it done. Idzik couldn't get it done. I mean, Mike Tannenbaum, how good does he look right now in comparison to what we've seen over the last decade? It's unbelievable. All right, we had Josh before. Let's go to Joshua in New Jersey. Joshua, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Pat? I'm good, thanks. What's going on? All right, yeah, you know what? I'm just thinking about this plan B you're talking about, brother, and thinking early into the preseason, they had Jason Peters sitting there at home, Lyle Collins. Why not put these guys up with the young O-line that we have and have a real plan B? Because if those guys are on the team now, Jason Peters looks great over there in Seattle. Yeah, Lyle Collins isn't a scrub. So, I mean, I think Joe Douglas is getting prideful at this point. He wants the plan to work so bad, he's running the team down, down to the ground. I mean, what do you think? I think that that has happened for sure with Zach Wilson. I think that that has happened with Makai Becton. And I think that unless the owner steps in, that's going to happen with the head coach, Robert Salad. Those were all his choices. Those were all his selections. And he's going down with the ship on all of them. Totally. Sadly, I agree. I'm a season ticket holder, and I see it happening before my eyes. Godspeed, Joshua. <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all you can say. Season ticket holder. God bless that guy. Got to sit through this year after year after year. It, 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 the problem is, again, who who was the one call? He actually laid it out great. Can we get him to be the general manager? The guy who called last hour about, I mean, first of all, it, it's a no-brainer that the Jets have to dedicate so much of their offseason resources through the draft, through free agency. They have to shore up this offensive line. They have to get a solid backup quarterback. You know, Somebody like Tyrod Taylor, who doesn't get injured, unfortunately, every two weeks. Taylor's been injury-prone his entire career to his detriment. But somebody like that, somebody like Joshua Dobbs, although Dobbs right now is one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, so he's not even a backup quarterback anywhere. But those guys are out there, okay? Even a guy like Cooper Rush, who held down the fort for four weeks last year for the Cowboys when Dak Prescott was injured. You need somebody in that spot. You need to build up this offense. You don't need to touch the defense. If the defense can function in tandem with an average offense, then they're going to be as good as the defense is in the first half, and they're really good. They get tired in the second half. They run out of steam in the second half. And when you get tired and you run out of steam, you lose your mental focus, and you are also prone to and susceptible to mental mistakes 
personal foul penalties, late hits out of bounds, uh, face masks that can be costly. Now, I'm not, you know, absolving those and saying that they happen because this Jets defense is overworked and overtaxed, but that is a factor in some of them. All right, so I would love to see what this Jets defense can do when working in tandem alongside just an average offense. God forbid an above-average offense if you can ever get Aaron Rodgers for nearly a full season because this defense would be dynamic. They're also really good right now. You don't have to do much to this defense going into next year. You have to, number one, get Aaron Rodgers healthy, and you, 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 can't, you can't let him play this season. You know, I, I don't have... Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, okay? Just as a neutral observer, as somebody who wants to see this franchise enjoy some sort of success, I want to see what this Aaron Rodgers thing looks like. I was so pumped up like we all were, Jets fans or not. Actually, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a Jets fan, but I was so pumped up to see what this was going to look like. I loved talking about it throughout training camp, the week leading up to opening night. I loved everything. All of the conversation, all the possibilities to see what this could look like. I still really want to see what this looks like next season. But I don't need to see him play the last two or three weeks of this season when the Jets are already out. He's got nothing to prove except he wants to prove that he was able to do something that nobody else was able to do, come back from this injury so quickly. That doesn't help the team. That only helps Aaron Rodgers. But... This franchise, because it's now 13 straight years without the playoffs, has had to make a deal with the devil. So you basically have to do what Rodgers wants you to do. Nathan, you want Nathaniel Hackett to stay? He stays. You want Robert Sala to stay? He stays. You want Joe Douglas to stay? He stays. You want Tim Boyle to stay? He stays. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a huge say. If Rodgers feels that he's able to play the last two or three weeks and is hell-bent on playing, that is going to put the leadership of this organization in such a uncomfortable position they don't want to be in because they can't say no to Aaron Rodgers. All of their hopes, all of their jobs, all of their chances of success are tied to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can say, all right, you won't let me play this year? I'm out. I'm retiring. He can do that. He's got them over a barrel, the entire franchise. He's got them over a barrel. And that was the case before the season. That is even more the case now as we have seen this thing play out. All right, I know plenty of people still want to chime in on this. We'll get to you. 1-800-919-3776 here at 98.7 ESPN New York. This is the Pat O'Keefe Show. The Giants, right now, are not really worth talking about. They had a nice win last week. Tommy DeVito got his first win. It's going to be a thrill for him tomorrow, making his first start in New Jersey, very close to where he grew up. Uh, Anybody who grew up around here playing sports can probably relate to how special a moment that would be. But other than that, there's really not much to say about the Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau um, getting some buzz to be uh, not only a pro bowler, but perhaps an all-pro. Uh, he's having a really good second season, which is funny because the first couple of weeks of the season he was he was criticized for not doing enough, and he's been by far the best player on the team this season. But, you know, outside of a couple of areas here or there, Giants right now really not worth talking about. Is it better that the Jets are worth 
talking about right now for all the wrong reasons. I mean, they're not great reasons why the Jets are a topic of conversation, but here we are. It's an important topic of conversation because it's fresh on the mind. Uh, every time you think that you know, it can't get worse, it, it, it does. And that one play, although that one play was by far, uh, there, there was far more to yesterday's game than that one play, but it really did encapsulate the season. It encapsulated this franchise, and it really makes you think, now that we've gone through Rodgers and we've gone through Zach Wilson, we've gone through Tim Boyle, who's getting another opportunity this week against the Falcons, we'll probably see Trevor Simeon at one point where do you go if you're this Jets franchise? It's basically Aaron Rodgers or bust right now, which further illustrates the point that you can't rush him back to play this year. I just don't see how that's beneficial to what you want to accomplish next year. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones. Chris in, Chris in Beth Page. Hey, Chris. Hey, Pat. Uh, I'm sitting there listening to this, and uh, I got to say, and you'll – you could take my word for this. I, I called Barton Hahn like six weeks ago, and I said, you know what the problem is with the Jets? Seriously, is you turned over that franchise to an NBA player, basically, in Rodgers. He's a charlatan, okay? It's a big mistake. You know, I saw him play against uh, the Lions last year. They needed to win the game. They were home. Lions had nothing to play for, and he lost. I haven't, Listen, he went up, he's three years with an injury now, going to his 40s, removed from his MVP playing, okay? And everyone's all excited about this guy. Jets is 13 years removed from making the playoffs. And he decided that he wanted to go. He was living in a cave for four days, okay? I mean, his whole thing is, has been a joke. He lied about his uh, vaccination. I'm just saying, the guy's a charlatan, okay? And I feel bad for Jet fans that have to live through this. They're putting all their hopes on this guy. The Jets should do it like every other successful organization does. Why do you think the Green Bay Packers wanted to move on from him? They're a successful organization. They figured out they wanted to move on from him, okay? They drafted a quarterback in the first round with Aaron Rodgers on your roster. That should tell you something. That's all you need to know. And this whole thing about the Jets having a ready-made defense to win the Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers sees it. What else does Aaron Rodgers see? He brings Hackett along with him, okay? The guy is a joke. He's the worst offensive coordinator and slash coach that I've ever seen. Hackett. He's terrible, okay? Uh, he brings in receivers that can't do anything, all right? What, what about Aaron Rodgers? He's so special. He's 14 years removed from winning a Super Bowl. The last time he was even in a Super Bowl, Eli Manning has won a Super Bowl MVP since then. I'm just saying, it's, it's a joke, and I listen to it all the time, and I, I, I'm almost like the, what the Jets have to do is somehow figure out a way to just clean house. Get rid of the GM, get rid of the coach, and for God's sake, get rid of Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's going to set the franchise back five years. They but, have Chris, to go no more so. Successful organization he's, does he's not going to – I got you. I got you. He's not – and thanks for the call. He's not going to set the franchise back any more so than it's already set back. This is the price you have to pay. Let's just go through recent history. I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I don't think I need to look this up. Recent history, so we're going back 15 years. Within the last 15 years, they've drafted Mark Sanchez in the first round. Then they drafted Geno Smith in the second round. They drafted Christian Hackenberg in the second round. They drafted um, Sam Darnold third overall, and they drafted Zach Wilson second overall. And by the way, Sanchez wasn't just a first-round pick. He was a fifth overall pick. 
That's five quarterbacks drafted within the first two rounds, three of whom were picked within the top five selections of the entire draft. It's easy to say, just move on from Aaron Rodgers and start over. They tried that. They tried that with Sanchez. Then they tried that with Geno. They tried that with Hackenberg, and he never even got a shot. He couldn't even get out of training camp. They tried that with Darnold. They tried that with Zach Wilson. What has this franchise done that gives you any confidence that they could move on from Aaron Rodgers and pick the right guy at the most important position? I get a lot of your points. I chuckled when you said the Jets are tied to an NBA player. Aaron Rodgers is similar to that. And I laid out all the reasons before. He is holding this franchise hostage right now. But because they have been so inept at filling that most important spot on the roster, they have no other choice. They tried it that way. They tried it through the draft. They tried it through free agency with a Ryan Fitzpatrick. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. This was, this was their last opportunity. Okay? This is the cost of doing business. Let's go to Simon in Queens. Simon, how you doing? Hi, Pat. Uh, just a general comment, uh, NFL comment. Uh, this roughing the passer rule, they got to do something about it because it's a game changer. You can't give the, the other team a first down and the yardage. I think it needs to be like a punter roughing the kicker or running into the kicker. They have to separate the calls because you can't, you can't, a 300 pounder cannot stop coming 100 miles an hour not knowing if the quarterback's going to pump fake the ball or throw the ball. Simon, I, here's the thing about that. They're going to have to learn, and thanks for the call. And here's why they're going to have to learn. I'm just going down the standings right now, okay? Miami last year lost to a for half the season. Their season was derailed. They had to start a playoff game with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Lamar Jackson missed half the season last year. Deshaun Watson is out for the season this year. Joe Burrow is out for the season this year. Anthony Richardson is out for the season this year. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Daniel Jones is out for the season this year. Uh, Kirk Cousins is out for the season this year. Justin Fields has missed a lot of time. Derek Carr has missed a lot of time. Uh, I, Matthew Stafford has missed a lot of time. Kyler Murray just came back from an ACL injury. That's, that's like 12 franchise quarterbacks that, and when I say franchise quarterback, I mean the quarterback of the franchise. I don't mean like a top five, top 10 guy. Those are 12 starting quarterbacks that have been lost. And the quality of play without starting quarterbacks is awful. This is why the NFL can't expand any further. The NHL is at 32 teams. They're talking about expanding further. The NBA is at 30 teams. They're probably going to expand further. The NFL has been at 32 teams for a long time. They can't expand any further because right now they don't have 32 quarterbacks. They don't have 32 representable starting quarterbacks, so they can't add any more teams. The quality of play with some of these quarterbacks is unwatchable, including the Giants, including the Jets. Um, what's the guy who started for the Cardinals? Clayton Toon. What's the guy who started for the Bears? Tyson Bajant. I mean, Justin Fields is nothing to write home about either. On and on and on and on. So you have to protect the quarterback. So they're not going to change the rules. I hate it. I hate watching a game 
okay? And the game turns on a late-hit penalty against the quarterback. Are they ultra-protective of the quarterback? They are, but they have to do that to protect the product at large. The NFL product, which is the most popular sports entertainment product that we have in this country, is significantly diminished if you take starting quarterbacks off of the field. And this year, we've already lost, in the last two years, we've lost like 10 to 14 starting quarterbacks for a significant amount of time. And you can't continue to be a successful league if that happens. If anything, they're probably going to institute more rules to protect these quarterbacks based on what happened this year. I mean, we've seen it more than ever this season. So I get what the caller is saying, Simon. I get it. It frustrates me as well. But the bottom line is those 300-pound linemen, it's been this way now for five, six, close to 10 years. These rules changes, these strict enforcements of hitting the quarterback too high, too low, too late. It's not like this is the first year. Those 300-pound linemen who you say it's going to be very difficult for them to stop, they've got to learn how to stop because the rules aren't going to change. Because if you make it open season, and I'm not saying you're going to make it open season, but if you put the quarterback in more harm's way, we're going to lose more quarterbacks, and the quality of play is going to diminish even further. 1-800-919-3776. Pat O'Keefe with you on 98.7 ESPN New York. This This is the Pat O'Keefe Show. If you were watching the game after that Hail Mary pick six, he stood and gave a three-question interview to the sideline reporter for Amazon Prime, Kaylee Hartung. Um, he, he's, he's a classy guy, if nothing else. Is he the right guy for this job? There's not an overwhelming amount of evidence that suggests that he is, but you can imagine what's going through his mind when he has to talk about that. As frustrating as this season and this tenure as Jets head coach has already been for Robert Sala. And then to have that as just a big, swift, hard kick to the groin at the end of the first half yesterday was certainly not pleasant. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones. Jack in Manhattan checking in. Hey, Jack. Hey, um, you know, I think the decision to get Rodgers was reckless, uh, not because he's not a good quarterback, of course, everything's an opportunity cost what they should have done is is look at the odds what are the odds that he's going to get you to a super bowl in one to two years versus getting someone else like Derek carr i'm not saying Derek carr but somebody who's pretty good who then will give you five kicks at the can to get to the playoffs five years what happens when Rodgers done this coming year the year after that it's absolutely ridiculous no one run the probabilities yeah, but Carr was the next best alternative, Jack, and he's injured this year too, and he's shown no signs that he would have given you a better chance to get to the Super Bowl. I understand. I understand he's younger. Last year, everyone was saying the only thing we need, if we could get some consistently just slightly better quarterback play, we would go to the playoffs. So you don't get Rodgers to just squeak into the playoffs. You get Rodgers – to, to convert to a Super Bowl. And if you don't do that, it's a total waste because there are other quarterbacks who could get you to the who could get you to the playoffs with this defense. It makes no sense unless you win a Super Bowl with Rodgers. 
Well, Rodgers would be the only quarterback, Jack, and thanks for the call in this scenario, that would have given you a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Derek Carr wasn't getting you to the Super Bowl. Could he have, if he was steady and stayed healthy uh, with this team, gotten you to the playoffs? Yeah, probably. But if you're the Jets, and I just listed the litany of quarterbacks they've gone through since Mark Sanchez over the last 15 years, if you're the Jets and Aaron Rodgers says he wants to come to your team, how can you pass that up? I think it's easy to say that now because he played four snaps. You know, I just think back to the summer and the hard knocks and all of these shows that we were doing with all of the optimism and all of the callers and the possibilities and the Jets with the, what, fourth shortest Super Bowl odds in the AFC. And it was just a a new world for this franchise. And it just brought a level of excitement. You know, I remember watching a Rangers playoff game with some friends from my neighborhood and a friend of mine who's a huge Jets fan. And you know the type. I'm sure several of you are listening right now or on hold trying to talk to me right now, and I'll get to you, I promise. But season ticket holder, huge lifelong Jets fan, the whole thing. We're watching a Rangers playoff game, and it was when Rodgers was going to all of those games, and you know the ESPN telecast showed Rodgers in the stands at Madison Square Garden. I swear to God, the eyes on my friend lit up in a way that I've never seen a grown man look at somebody else like that before. He was just so excited as a Jets fan seeing Aaron Rodgers and being like, oh my God, that's the quarterback of my team. I mean, that's what he meant to this franchise. And for that to go away, nobody knew what was what was going to happen. I don't think there was anybody. That's, you know, saying that they should have gone for Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers, I just think is a is a second guess. If you came to me as a first guess in the offseason before the draft when they made the deal official to bring in Aaron Rodgers, okay, then I would tip my hat to you right now and say, okay, I'll give that to you. But I, there was nobody at the time saying that Derek Carr was the safer or the better alternative to Aaron Rodgers. Let's go to Eddie in Rockland. Hey, Eddie. I'm Pat. What's going hey, on, Pat. Eddie? How you doing? What's happening? All right. You know, I agree and disagree with you on some things. You know, the Jets history, you know, they don't have great luck. And that uh, the small window, like that other guy said of Rodgers, is a little bit too small for me. I like Carr. I think that he could have got him to the championship or something. I don't know why you don't see that. but But it was already done. But let me ask you a question. I thought they should have bit the bullet before the trade deadline and dealt Rodgers and Wilson to someone like the Rams and get Matthew Stafford because the Rams want to get out of Stafford's contract and they can get just two years on with, with uh, what's his name, with uh, Rodgers, and they could have had Matthew Stafford. Well, I don't think the Rams would have been interested in either an injured Rodgers or Zach Wilson. I, I get your point. I like the idea of bringing if Stafford to the get Jets. Out of a five-year contract with uh, Matthew Stafford, they are. Yeah, here, here, here's the problem with the Rams. The Rams were supposed to be bad this year, and they actually started off pretty well. And they're actually still not a terrible team. They've played smoke well. Smoking mirrors, smoke and mirrors. No, I hear you. I hear you, but smoke you know what, mirrors, Eddie? It would have been a lot easier uh, for teams like the Jets. I don't think Stafford was readily available. If the if the Rams got off to like a one and four start, I think Stafford could have been there for the taking. But Sean McVay. You don't know until you try, man. You don't know. I'm not, well, how do we know they didn't try? How do we know they didn't try? How do we know they didn't try? They're the Jets because they're the Jets, just like they didn't go after Lamar Jackson. If they would have went after Lamar Jackson, they would have had Grease Lightning in New York. You know what this team would have been if they had Lamar Jackson right now? 
And all Malar Jackson getting paid like $32 million. All they had to do was come up with a, the 32th, another first-round pick, the 32nd overall, and they could have had Lamar Jackson in New York. Well, if Lamar Jackson agreed to come here. But, yes, he I do know what – I can, came I can imagine, Eddie, and thanks for the call, I can imagine what the Jets would look like with Lamar Jackson right now. They'd probably be a lot better than they are at 4-7. and seven. But they went after Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was available, and that's who they set their sights on from the beginning. They laid the groundwork for Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. You can't, listen, you can criticize the Jets for a lot of things. You can't go back in time and criticize the Jets for bringing in Aaron Rodgers. That's not the problem here. Rodgers got hurt. Criticize them for the shaky offensive line they made him play behind. Criticize them for not uh, bringing in a better backup quarterback in case he got injured. Criticize them for the fact that the Jets, whether it was Rodgers to start the season or Zach Wilson or now Tim Boyle, the Jets have one wide receiver. I mean, Alan Lazard was benched yesterday. The Jets this entire season, and this was an underrated thing in the preseason, the Jets entered this season with one wide receiver. Now, he's got the potential to be a great wide receiver, but those are the things you can blame the Jets for. You can't blame the Jets for going after Aaron Rodgers and bringing him in. That's not, that's not a fair argument, in my opinion. The Jets did the right thing by bringing in Aaron Rodgers. Now, everything they did around that, they didn't finish the job, especially in light of the fact that Rodgers gave up all of that money in the preseason. He restructured his contract to free up upwards of $30 million. Where did that money go? Did it go to more offensive line help? No. Did it go to a better, more experienced season backup quarterback? No. I mean, a lot of it went to Rodgers' buddies, and that's another thing that the Jets have to put it end to but easier said than done Randall Cobb Alan Lazard Tim Boyle I get the Nathaniel Hackett piece he's a buddy of Rogers too but he's also on the coaching staff but have those three players who the Jets brought in ahead of Aaron Rodgers to surround him with familiarity have those three players contributed in any way this year but Rodgers can just as easily turn look Rodgers is not a perfect solution Rodgers can just as easily turn around after this season and say, I want these guys to stay. I want Hackett to stay. I want Salah to stay. I mean, listen, Hackett and Salah's jobs are basically going to be decided by Rodgers. That's the fact of the matter. You know, in any other scenario with this record, I mean, Robert Salah's three years as the Jets head coach, he's 15 and 30. In the months of November, December, and January, Robert Sala's teams are 4-19. and 19. They actually start off decently, and then once it gets to crunch time of the season, they completely fall apart. Teams are supposed to get better. Robert Sala's teams have gotten worse. That being said, if Rodgers wants him back next year as the head coach, he's back. If he wants Hackett back, he's back. If he wants Douglas back, he's back. It's as simple as that. That's the position the Jets find themselves in because for 15 years, they couldn't find anybody at that spot. But I don't agree with the argument that the mistake was made by pursuing and bringing in Aaron Rodgers. I don't agree with that. It's unfortunate what happened, and the Jets did not protect themselves against something like that happening. 1-800-919-3776. Pat O'Keefe with you on 98.7 ESPN New York. This is... Is the Pat O'Keefe Show.
And like I said, there's one guy who's going to have a big say in a lot of that, whether we're talking about the status of Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Tim Boyle, uh, Joe Douglas, Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a say in all of that. He really is because he is their best hope for success next year, just like this year. And, and from this point on, and I'm not saying they're not doing this right now, but this season is done, unfortunately. There was a path four weeks ago. There was a path to still salvage this season despite the Rodgers injury when you're sitting there at 4-3, and three, even when you're sitting there at 4-4. Four and four, All hope was not lost. There was still a path to salvage the season with this defense and get into the playoffs, but now that's gone. That's out the window after you know losing to the Chargers and the Raiders and the Bills and the Dolphins and being non-competitive in three of the four games. And that's the most disconcerting thing. Yes, you're going now a 13th consecutive season without reaching the playoffs, but you are non-competitive again. How many of those 13 seasons have just been in November and December full of non-competitive football? Last year was one. Adam Gase's last season was one. I mean, that's three of the last four years. Salah's first season was one. That's four of the last five years. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to David on Long Island. Hey, David. How are we doing, Pat? First time calling and listening to you. I must say, you're making amazing points, man. Thanks, David. I appreciate Dude, that. I'm a Giant fan, and I'm not a, I'm not a Jet hater. There were so many people wearing so many Jet uniforms and being so happy, and now all of a sudden they hate Rodgers. Y'all weren't talking all like this, but I got to call Chris out. Chris just called and said that Rodgers is now the new player in the NBA. Chris, there's a whole bunch of people like Ira calls in all the time, and Ira makes a new point. Chris, come up with a new point because you literally said that three days ago. Come up with a new point, Chris. But I must say, what, <laughs> what Dwight said in the office, malfeasance for malfeasance sake, the issue was not getting Rodgers. The issues was, in case Rodgers went down, you were willing to go back to Zach Wilson again for a second time? Yeah. That's it. He that's, got benched not issue. once, not twice. How many times has Zach Wilson gotten benched? And y'all had him back. He should have been on the practice squad. Then, another malfeasance for malfeasance sake, then when you have the ability to go out, you not doubled, tripled, you quadrupled down on your same mistake again. So you did the same thing back-to-back seasons. That has nothing to do with Rodgers. If Rodgers is healthy, fine. Everything is great. But if Rodgers doesn't, look, you guys put yourself in the same exact situation again. I don't care about Cobb. I don't care about Lazard. I don't care about all the people hacking. I don't care about what they brought in. You guys doubled down on Zach Wilson last year and doubled down on Zach Wilson again where you could have got a whole bunch of other people. And you decided not to make that move to to make your defense look better. And that's why your defense is struggling in the second half because they're tired in the first half. That's exactly right, David. That's exactly right. And thanks for the call. And they're really only struggling in the second half. Look at yesterday. They went into the locker room, or excuse me, we're about to go into the locker room, down 10-6 to to Miami. The Dolphins. Are they the highest-scoring team in the NFL? I think they are. They're, they're obviously one of the highest-scoring teams in the NFL. Let's see. Cowboys have 347 points this season. The Dolphins have 339. Okay, so they're a shade behind the Cowboys. They're the second-highest-scoring team in the NFL, and the Jets were about to go into that locker room yesterday having held them to 10 points. And, by the way, scoring six points against the Miami offense. 
via the pick six. The defense gets tired in the second half because they are asked to do more than a defense should be asked to do. The And you're starting to see it. The, the, the frustration is boiling over, okay? And the last caller made a good point. I mean, I, I, I like kind of the way he laid it out. And, and I've been an observer of this also. In the preseason, and I was wrapped up in it also, hosting shows here, uh, elsewhere, talking about the upcoming season, talking about Rodgers' presence on the team, rehashing and recapping episodes of Hard Knocks. That was fun. The month of August on this station, talking about primarily that, it was a lot of fun because it had been a long time since we were able to talk about this franchise with that level of optimism. And it was all because of one guy. You know, don't forget, this was a team last year that was 7-4. and four. And then Zach Wilson fell apart, and then he stopped taking accountability after the New England game, and then he lost the locker room, and then they turned to Mike White, who was only good for one game a season. And then the rest of the year, they had to play without a starting quarterback, and they lost their last six games. But Rodgers was joining a team that had been 7-4. and four. And just to prove that that wasn't a fluke, that team, through a very difficult early portion of the schedule went three and three without Aaron Rodgers and the fact that you know it's like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me it's unbelievable that this has now happened twice and that's where you have to take a long hard look at the leadership the decision making of this franchise last season you should have gone to the playoffs okay the quarterback position fell apart late you relied on a guy who you drafted, who you were reluctant to admit was a bust. People thought he was a bust before the end of his rookie year. And you know what? He was. Those people were right. He was given another chance last year. He showed some pockets, some pockets. The Buffalo game had a big fourth quarter. The Pittsburgh game on the road, the fourth quarter comeback. But other than that, he was not the right guy. And then you bring in a 39-year-old quarterback and you put all your eggs in his basket and you don't have a better backup plan than the guy you had already cast aside? Shame on you. The fact that this franchise has now missed the playoffs the last two seasons, it is negligence. More on this next on ESPN New York.